0: Hello and welcome to Sunday Messages with Fairmount Friends Church. We're so glad that you are joining us. You can find out more on www.fairmountfriendschurch.org. Here's Pastor Brock Meyer. Well, there is extensive research that shows that in how we connect in relationship really does matter in the play out of that relationship, especially as it comes to furthered connection with someone as the relationship gets deeper. Especially if the the relationship gets deeper in that I might bring challenge to you or correction to you or you correct me. And so what they call it is connection before correction. Is we need to have a good connection we need to care for someone before we really start bringing maybe some some heavy truths to it my pastor ron johnson said you should always buy someone a cheeseburger before you introduce them to jesus <laughs> it's like kind of opens up the heart i don't know about you but i really like cheeseburgers i do like jesus and and i i don't mean that that i like je- cheeseburgers better than jesus but i, I I just think better with a full stomach, I I believe, and and I can connect more whenever someone expresses and pours out love to me. Or President Theodore Roosevelt, he said this, he said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so the goal of where we're heading today is to introduce this Jesus that passionately loves you and cares for you. And he's not showing up on the scene to impress you with how much he knows, but he wants to overwhelm you with how much he cares. And so the goal today is let's really encounter this Jesus that is fully alive and that he's not coming in to correct, he's coming in to connect. He's coming in to build a relationship and to lead us into this journey of truly knowing him. If you've got your Bibles and you would like to join me this morning, I'm going to be in John chapter 4, and we'll have some of these scriptures up here on the board, but have any of you ever gone on a date, and it actually was an unexpected date? You didn't know that you were going on a date, but you happened to be there, and the other person was there, or maybe they knew, but you didn't. That's always sneaky. Um, That's how I got Alyssa. I tricked her, and... (laughs) So, I'm living in Indiana, she's living in Kansas City, and we had had a phone conversation. Uh, We were introduced by her father and my pastor, and her father and my pastor had gotten together and they were talking about their families and expressing, Tim was expressing that he has this daughter, and man, I would love to introduce her to this awesome, solid, strapping, amazing, (laughs) bald old, just weak knees and torn up ankles, man of God, um, sort of a a man. And I'm living with my pastor at the time, and my pastor's like, well, I've got that guy living in my basement, and he needs to leave. So let's introduce them. So I call Alyssa, and we absolutely hit it off. We have this unbelievable conversation, and she is about to leave for Africa for three months on a mission trip. Those girls that are just so in love with Jesus, right? They got to go, like, love on these baby orphans in Africa. And so my heart is moved. So I call up Tim, and I was like, Tim your daughter's amazing he's like I know I had something to do with that and I said I would love to meet her before she leaves he's like yeah come tomorrow like let's get here and so we planned this whole like I'm gonna fly into Kansas City I'm gonna surprise her she doesn't know that I'm coming and so I'm like Tim what if I just like show up on her door knock at like eight in the morning and she like comes down the stairs I'm like hey I'm here and he's like terrible idea she would probably want to be looking good on the first time that she meets you. And I'm like, man, I'm so thankful for fathers. They think through stuff. And so I said, well, what, what, what should we do? He goes, how about this? I'll tell her that, uh, that Jana and I, that's, that's Alyssa's mom, that we're going to be out of town, but there's a really big, you know, big deal couple that are coming in to Kansas City that they're wanting to learn more about the church. Alyssa, you need to meet this family, and you need to be looking good. You need to be sharp you need to be well dressed well spoken be prepared and be ready for this moment i'm like i like it i'll be there and so do you know how early you have to get up in indiana to have breakfast in kansas city like it's really early um and so i fly out to kansas city and i land and her and her roommate lay uh, picks me up and so christy is uh, she She reaches into the back seat of the car and she pulls out a video camera and she flips it on. She goes, say something. I'm like, why? She goes, I'm gonna record this. And I go, Alyssa, hey, I'm in Kansas City and we are about to meet each other and I can't wait. This is gonna be, hopefully, awesome. And, and so my heart is just pounding 100 mile an hour. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, okay, here we go. And as we're walking and she's videoing and walking in behind me, and like my hand is shaking as I reach for the door, and I open up the door, and Alyssa's sitting there in the front lobby, and she looks up and she says, "These are the first words out of her mouth that I ever hear personally." She says, "You're not Bob and Sue!" <laughs> I come in. We just hug each other. We just hold each other. And she was on a first date and didn't even know it, right? She's having this this moment, this encounter, and surprise. Talk about totally a blind date. Like she was flying in blind into this moment. And and uh, but did you like it? Yeah. It worked out, right? Yeah. So for this breakfast, we're sitting at this restaurant called First Watch, which is prophetic, huh? It would be, the only word, the more prophetic would be like, first time I ever met you, restaurant. And so this is First Watch, and we're sitting there, and all we had, had was a phone, just to, to talk to each other. And now I actually get to see you and to put my eyes on you and reach across the the table and touch you and to feel your hands and I just wanted to like just stare at her and the waiter kept coming back like hey can I get you anything I'm like uh, I don't know. I haven't even looked at the menu. I just want to like look at her, okay? And, and so then he would like leave and then come back. Hey, do you guys know what you want? I'm like, no. I would like for what I really want is for you to leave. Um, can we just have this like section all to ourselves? I don't know how long we sat there before we finally ordered like a water. I was on a budget, y'all, okay? Um, but I got the girl, right? There was this moment that moved her heart and, and, uh, and didn't know that her life was going to forever change that day. There's a man that walked into her world that forever shifted her life. We see the exact same thing happen in John chapter 4, where a man walks into a woman's life, not realizing that forever her life is about to change. She's going to have a pretty big encounter here. And in John chapter 4, starting in verse 7, we've got the scripture here. It says this, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans just to give you a little bit of some history and some backstory here Jews and Samaritans were worse than like Madison Grant and Oak Hill okay like it was a rivalry it was a pretty big deal the fans like to chirp at each other like that's what it was like with the Jews and the Samaritans we just were just not hanging out a whole lot okay and even more so men and women weren't to be together isolated in public and so here we go we have Jesus was probably the Madison Grant guy, okay? So he was the, the Argyle that walked in. <laughs> and see, so he's having this conversation. He has this, this, this encounter moment. And she's like, what are you doing? Like, we can't, we can't be here. We can't be doing this moment. Who are you to associate with me? I'm a woman, and I'm a Samaritan, and who are you to be a Jew? And you're at a Samaritan well. Like, this whole thing is just totally mixed up. What we see here, and what I really like, is that people, there was a lot of people that really liked Jesus. The religious crowd did not like Jesus. Like his own people, like the fellow pastors, like he really wasn't invited to many of like the pastor association gatherings. Um, Those were the guys that killed him. Um, But the people that that he was sent to, like the broken and the dirty, the dying, the disease, the disconnected, the sinners... They were like pumped, like he was the people's champ. They're like, this guy, man, we love this guy. And people who were nothing like Jesus, liked Jesus. And Jesus really liked people who were nothing like him. Isn't it wild? Because usually I don't like people who don't like me. Or don't like people who aren't like me. And Jesus just flips the script on all of that and he begins to engage with this woman. In verse 10, Jesus answered her, If you only knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have actually asked him and he would have given you living water. I almost can just play this out in my own mind like, oh, baby. Had you only known who you're talking to. If you would have only known the gift of God that sits in front of you. Like I'm sitting down with Alyssa in our very first date, and our very first meeting, and I'm like, hey girl, if you only knew, all right? If you only knew the man that is sitting in front of you. Let me just just show you and, and, and reveal to you there's a gift of God in front of you right now. And I'm not just asking for a little drink of water. I want to cause gushing rivers, rivers that are alive to flow from within you. That, that's what's about to happen here. If you'll just kind of just take this little step with me, if you just want to take a little journey with me, because you know that depression, and that worry, and that anxiety, that pit in your stomach that hasn't left for 25 years? We don't have to roll like that. You know that, that, that worry and that anxiety and, and you know how you just feel so much regret because of these decisions that you've made? I want to cause you to come alive again. Man, if you would have only known who I am and Jesus is saying basically, I want to get to know you. Just like swipe right. Let's do this thing. I really want to begin to have this relationship with you. And if you would have only known that we could have really had this engaging relationship and this thing would have really started to come alive inside of her. There's this movie line that I really like. And um, women are going to love this. Guys, you might take my man card on this one. Um, My Best Friend's Wedding. But Julia Roberts, they're in the, um, they're like at a baseball game or something, and they're like up in in the box, in the press box, and he makes some sort of a comment, and her response back is like, I've got moves you've never seen before. Anybody remember that part? She says it a lot better than what I just said it, but like Jesus, like, I've got moves that you've never seen before, and I've got water that you've never tasted before. I've got a life that you've never experienced before. I've got a marriage that you've never had before. I've got a way to raise kids that you've never seen before. I've got a work ethic that you've never had before. I've got blessing that you've never experienced before. I've got some pretty cool stuff, and I'm a gift sitting right in front of you. And I want to cause some rivers of living water to begin to flow inside of you. My full-time job is I actually work for a management company called TLC Management. And I go into different nursing homes around the area and we do employee engagement and try to engage the, the staff and, and lift heads and get people all fired up for their jobs and try to do team building and connections and and. Uh, and And what's amazing is whenever you go around and and not just servicing the team, but reaching out to the residents that we have, we're, we're sitting and standing and serving before residents that they are like this treasure. And you don't even know the stories that are in there, but now they're 90 and 100 years old, and at some point they were 30 and 40, and they were slaying the dragon, and they were raising families and building businesses. But you don't even realize sometimes the treasure that's sitting in front of you. We had one of those treasures that was sitting here in our church for over a century in the man of Henry Wayne. And Henry Wayne was an absolute treasure. And he may not have been boastful about it, but if you would just get a few moments with him and start tapping into his World War II days. This was a man that went off to World War II. He is one of America's finest and he went to Iwo Jima, right over by Japan, and that that area over there. And and he tells this story. He says he says we're on this story. Uh, we're on we're on this ship, and we are. Uh, he's in the navy, and they're going to blow up part of this island in uh, Japan, or Southeast Asia, basically so that they don't, it, it was going to be like the Panama Canal. It'd just be a lot easier just to like go through it than around it, you know? And so he goes, that's what we were going to do. So on our ship, we had these these uh, rubber tubes that laced the entire ship with powder TNT dynamite. It was wild, man. Oh, and and he goes, he goes, and as we're as our ship is coming into the into the, uh, this certain area, he goes, we had this cloud cover of of airplanes that were like you know helping us out, or we had like these guys that were like. Um, on different islands that were, like, up shooting down their airplanes. And we had other airplanes, like, like, the enemy, the the Japanese, that were, like, shooting down at us. And he goes, all night long, we're going through, like, in the middle of the night with these, like, bullets, like, flying in. He goes, we would just hear, hear these, like, bullets just pelting the side of our ship all night. And he's in the bottom, and he was a cook. He's like preparing food for all of these, these men. And he's, he goes, and if one of those bullets would have come through and would have pierced that, uh, into that TNT dynamite, he goes, 20 ton of TNT dynamite. <laughs> why? I don't even know why. But that's like a ton of dynamite. He goes, if, that, if it would have hit... It would have exploded, and he said this in his 100-year-old voice. He goes, if it would have hit that TNT dynamite, the ocean would have still been rocking. and he goes we wake up the next morning and he goes we pull out these these tubes with this rubber casing and he goes and there's shrapnel and there's shell bullets uh, all inside of this and he goes it's this far from hitting he goes it was wild and i'm sitting with this man I'm like there's a treasure sitting here in front of you, you ever sat down and you didn't even realize the treasure that was in front of you until so maybe you start into a conversation like oh my gosh this guy's incredible this woman is amazing or this kid something like that this begins to unfold and unpackage in front of her she sees that there's a treasure there's a gift of god that's sitting here in front of me he's got moves like you've never seen verse 11 sir the woman said you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep where can you get this living water Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well, and he drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life she begins to lay out the case for why this well is so legendary. Man, do you know how amazing this well is? Have there ever been these moments or these times whenever you fight for that old way of living? Or I just want to try to convince you or even try to convince myself, this is the way. This is the well. This is the way to live. And you know what? It's it's work all week, drink all weekend, sleep all weekend, watch the game let the dog out, go do it again, do that for 40 years and call that a career, that's a good move. And she begins to explain, this is our life, this is what we do. Is there anything that's better than this? Like surely there's nothing that's, that's better than this. What well are you talking about? Because this is what we've done for generation, after generation, after generation, after generation. I can take you all the way back to Jacob. Jacob. And tell you, this is the way we've always done it. And we're not coming off of it, man. Like this is this is the only way, there's nothing better. And Jesus begins to break it down for her. I want to talk about our inner life a little bit as Jesus begins to not just talk about drinking, a drinking well, he begins to tap into a well that is much deeper. Have there been these times where perhaps you've lived that same day over and over and over, but you don't really experience the joy? Not really, like for real, like not really experiencing the peace that just passes all understanding. Man, I don't even know why I'm experiencing so much peace right now, but man, I am good. All of these external situations, they don't move me. I'm just good. There's just an inner well that I'm good. There's a lot of stuff that's going on in marriage, but man, I'm just trusting that God is good and that he's, that he's faithful. So Jesus begins to elevate the conversation just a little bit. A good question to ask would be what has sustained this land for so long? It's been this well from, from Jacob. It's going to ask you what sustains you? And what keeps you going whenever the pressures of life, whenever the hardships of work, whenever the tensions in family, whenever the pressures and the financial realities and whatever's going on in today's economy, when all of this stuff is hitting the fan, what sustains us? There's this thing that's called the Ogallala Aquifer. We all say that? Ogallala. Ogallala. That's as close that a Quaker church has ever had and everyone's speaking in tongues at the same time. I got you. I just wanted to trick you. The Ogallala Aquifer, it starts, it kind of goes through like the, 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 the western plains and it comes down, it covers eight different states, but it's this underground well. It's a river and it covers Kansas and it, it goes through Colorado and touches Oklahoma and Texas. We got a picture here it covers um, I don't know eight different states Wyoming and South Dakota as it comes down through uh, New Mexico and it actually is this the, there's rivers underneath these these states what's amazing is that like for instance um, like Nebraska okay you know what Nebraska makes <laughs> someone said nothing <laughs> right above nothing is corn okay which fuels the world. <laughs> Nebraska pumps out corn. So much corn that their mascot is like they are the corn huskers, right? That's all they do is they just pump out corn and corn and corn and corn and corn. You know that Nebraska can have an absolute drought. No rain, hot, sweltering, and you know what Nebraska is going to do? Nebraska's gonna show up the next day and say, Hey, baby, I'm ready. And I'm gonna pump out more corn, and I'm gonna produce corn, and it's not gonna rain, and they're gonna pump out corn, and it's not gonna rain, and they're gonna pump out corn. You know why? Because what they do is not based upon the outside circumstances, there is an inner well. That they're pulling from the inside of them. They're saying, I'm unmoved by anything that goes on in here because there's a much deeper well of life that I'm drawing from. It's not about rainwater. It's about a living water that I have access to and I just tap into. And I'm pulling the nutrients out of a much deeper place. Is that powerful? And so sometimes I I just see people that we're just so fragile and we're so weak and we get tossed to and fro, back and forth, and whatever's going on, and he said this and she said this and my boss did this, and I'm just, I can't handle it. And we just crumble and we break. And Jesus is like, why? There's a better way. And I want to cause a deeper well, a living well, where you are solid and for sure, and you are alive, and life is good, and you are strong. And there's nothing else that you need to run to because I can sustain you through it all. He is the Ogallala Aquifer into our spirit man. He sustains us. So we keep on going here in verse 15. It says, the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't have to get thirsty. And have to keep coming here to draw this water. Anybody else do that? You're like, man, why do I have to keep coming back to? Why do we have to have the same conversation? Man, I have to keep coming back and getting the same counsel. I have to keep coming back and coming to the same. Man, is there anything that's higher level that can sustain me? And she just had a breakfast at first watch that changed her life. He told her, go, call your husband and come back. She responds back, I have no husband. She replied, Jesus said to her, You're right when you say that you don't have a husband. The fact is that you have had five husbands, and the man that you have now is not your husband. What you have said, uh, what you have just said is quite true. Anybody know what it's like whenever you get caught with your hand stuck in the cookie jar? <laughs> Done that. And walks in and is like, Hey, what are What are you doing? No, I'm good, nothing, nothing. Uh, no, I, I saw you, Nora, Nora will do this. No, I didn't eat anything. And there's chocolate like running down her face. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. Oh, really? You know, like, did like, Wrigley come in, like paint your face um, with chocolate? And, and here's what she's like. like you know, and so Jesus is coming in to build a connection. and He's building a relationship. And he moves from connection to a little bit of some correction. He's saying, hey, what you're doing in your life, is just not working. This isn't good. And here's what's cool about the Bible. No matter where you find yourself this morning, Jesus, he's not freaking out if your hand's in the cookie jar. He just wants to build a relationship with you. The Bible would say it this way, even while we were sinning, Christ died for us. Even in the mix of the mess of life, even when we've got all of the issues, Jesus crawls up on the cross and he says, man, this is what I signed up for. I knew what I was getting into when I entered this relationship with you. Don't freak out. Don't live in shame. Don't walk in here saying I'm not good enough, or that I, I shouldn't be in church, or I'm not good enough to have a relationship with the Lord. No, no, no. Even while we were in sin, Christ said, I want him. I want that breakfast. I want that meeting at first watch. I want the meeting at the well. I want you, and, and you've got five husbands, and I want you. I want that relationship, I'm signing up for it. What is the thing that might be keeping you away from really diving into a relationship with Jesus? Do we replay our past and our past just continues to remind us that we're not good enough? Like you're really not good enough for Jesus or to be in church or whatever that whole idea means. Man, Jesus wants to break down all the religious barriers. Man, come on in. We want you just as you are. And Jesus loves you as you are, and he loves you so much that he wants to give you rivers of living water and move you from where you are to who he's designed you to be. And it's a man alive. And it's a woman fully alive. And it's marriages that are healed and whole, and it's kids that are coming up that are experiencing a passionate Jesus that truly loves them. You know, this weekend... My son did something that was kind of a bummer, and I, I wanted us to all vacuum out the car yesterday. I picked the coldest day of the year <laughs> <laughs> to do an outside job. The wind's blowing, we're freezing. Hey, guys, let's go vacuum out the car, all right? Sound like a good idea. So we're all bundled up, and Judah, I have these hunting gloves, all right? Guys, give me my man card back, all right? They're camo, under armor, hunting gloves. And so Judah's got these gloves on, and he's out there, and he's trying to help me, and we're sweeping, and we're wiping, and we're doing all these sort of things. And he comes in for a little warm-up break, and he has this brilliant idea that he's going to put my gloves in the microwave to warm them up. <laughs> you all know. You guys know exactly what I was thinking. Did you guys see Judah here this morning? He lived. He <laughs> lived. And so I come in, and the kitchen is full of smoke. <laughs> and he's standing looking at the microwave, and it's full of smoke. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I don't know, man. Like, Something's happening. <laughs> he's like, I put your gloves in the microwave. Uh, I mean, they're done, right? I'm like, you think you should probably get them out, and he's like, yeah, I do, so he opens it up, and I mean, just the smell of, like, sulfur, like, burnt, the burnt rubber, they have, they have these, these rubber tips on them, that the technology is that they move, they can move, like, your phone and stuff, like, you can touch things, I mean, now I can just stick my finger through it, and not have to worry about the, the <laughs> stuff. I mean, I think really he was trying to be mindful of me, saying, Dad, we can make this a lot easier, you know, just. And, and so my first reaction was just disappointment. I'm like, followed by a second immediate reaction of, Come on, Brock, nail this moment, please. Like his heart matters more than a pair of gloves. Immediately the Holy Spirit just, I go, It's okay, buddy. It's okay, man. Your open heart, and I want your heart to stay wide open to me, your open heart matters to me more than a pair of gloves. (sighs) And wrestling through that, and I'll tell you, Jesus does it a lot more brilliant than we do, and in the mix of our mess, he's like, dude, I'm for you. I love you, man. And if my son was being like, you know, malicious and mean, trying to like destroy my stuff, there would have been a much different reaction from his father. He was try. he thought he had a good idea, right? we got a lot of discipleship to do in my home, but he thought he was trying to do something and I want to try to connect immediately with his heart before I bring, con- before I bring correction. I just want to tell you, Jesus wants to c- bring a connection right now with you. He is not looking to bring correction, He wants to bring a connection, and then he'll work on the character, he'll work on developing you. There'll be a lot of correction along the way, trust me. Um, But man, he wants to build a connection. Verse 19, sir, the woman said, I see that you are a prophet. The woman said, verse 25, I know that Messiah who's called Christ. He's coming, and when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I am the one. Uh... I, the one that you are speaking to, I am he. Then leaving her water jar. I just want to hang here just for a moment. Then leaving her water jar. The place that she has talked about, the place that she has defended, the place that has been her substance, the place that has provided for her life. This is a woman who her entire job and her place in society is to go get water from the well, and turn around and bring it to the people. And then go get water from the well and then bring it to the people. This is the exact same move the disciples made whenever they left their nets and they followed Jesus. And here is this woman who has an unexpected date, whose mind is blown by a man who connects with her and who offers her something that there's no way that she could refuse. She leaves all the old way of thinking, the old way of doing, the old mindset, and says, give me whatever you've got. This morning, I think perhaps Jesus' is, the invitation is there. It's time for the old to go, and there's time for a new way to come. He wants to connect with you this morning. Verse 28, the woman went back to her town, and she said to her people, come, see the man who told me everything that I did. Come, this is the Messiah. And they came, uh, and they came out of the town, and they made their way to him. There was this big pivot that took place in her life when she had this encounter with Jesus. You know, one of the things when my kids were super small is they would want to, we'd be going somewhere, wherever, church, mire, on a trip, wherever, And they would ask the question can I bring my bag can I bring my ball can I bring all my lol dolls can I bring all my hair ties and lose them in between the seats can I bring all these sort of stuff right and then as we're getting ready to leave then they say hey dad can you hold this (laughs) all you all you parents you all know what I'm talking about dad can can you carry all of this mom can you carry all this stuff and you know what we do we get mad, but then we do it. You know, we carry it all, and we like, come on, all right, yeah, get in there. You know, and you're carrying these stuffies, and you're carrying the LOLs, and you step on one, and man, that just makes you want to like lose your salvation. And you know, you're kind of working through all that stuff all the way to the car, and you do this, and you carry all of those sort of things, and then at some point, you just get frustrated with that, and you're just like, no, I don't want to carry this stuff anymore. Yet. I just sense this father heart of God. Whenever we come to him with this relationship, we're like, God, I just got a lot of stuff going on. And can I just turn this over to you? Can you carry this stuff for me? Can, can you carry my LOLs? Can you carry my marriage on this one? Because I'm just, I'm just not getting it done, man. And can you carry me through this job that's just not super fulfilling, man? I just feel like I missed it. I've just got some regret down in here. Can I just cast these cares upon you? And I just wonder where it is that for me as a, as a parent, I just kind of lost that. But God as a parent, he never has. He's like, yeah, I got you, man. Let me carry it. I can carry this. I can carry this. I'm, I'm pretty strong. I've got a pretty strong back. I can, I can carry this. Whatever it is that you're walking through, I would just ask you, just with the faith of a little child, just come to a really good father and say, hey, God, could you carry my stuff? And I want to build a relationship with you. I want to turn from these old wells, and I want to just engage into a new well. I want to experience an inner life. I want to drink from a well that will cause me to come alive again. So here's what we're going to do this morning as we close is I'm just going to say a prayer, and if you would like to, repeat that prayer after me. And just repeat that prayer, and it's just going to be a prayer of asking for forgiveness, asking Jesus to come into our heart, asking Jesus to build a connection and a relationship with us. If this is the first time that you've ever prayed this prayer, I would encourage you, would you tell the friend that brought you, and, or tell me, talk to me, I'm going to be standing right here by this door on the way out, and we would love to build a connection with you on the way out of here. All right. I would just ask that everybody would stand and join me this morning as I pray this prayer, and then we'll close. If you want this Jesus and you want to build this relationship with this Jesus, would you just repeat this prayer with me and just say, Dear Jesus, I confess I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for caring for me. Thank you for connecting to me. I surrender my heart. I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, we would love to build a connection with you. Thank you guys so much. So we're so glad that you were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or your preferred podcasting app. Be sure to rate us so other people can know about the podcast.